Welcome to the Center Ranch Church Weekly Podcast. We believe that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. Here's this week's message. So this morning, I want to talk to you about how to be led by the Holy Spirit. And this is a very important topic. Um, and I think if you get hold, if you can grab hold of this this morning, how to be led by the Spirit of God, this can radically transform your life. This can revolutionize, really, how you walk with the Lord and your walk with, with Jesus. So th- this is a, an important message, but let's pray together first before we jump in to the word this morning. So pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you've, you've given us this precious gift of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the person of the Holy Spirit. I thank you that we can, we can walk with him, we can talk with him. Lord, I thank you that you haven't left us as orphans. We're not on our own. Father, we're never alone. God, as we, as we navigate the things of life. So this morning, teach us how to be led by your Holy Spirit. Give us, give us understanding this morning, Father. Give us that, that spirit of wisdom and revelation this morning. Father, I pray that we would have a, a supernatural ability to not just be hearers of the word, but to be doers of the word this morning, Father. Bless us now with that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Have you ever thought about how, how wonderful it would have been to have been a disciple and just to be able to walk with Jesus? How cool it would have been just to like sit around a campfire and just hang out with Jesus and you could ask him any question you could ever imagine. You could just ask him any question, be around him. And that sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? Like that, that sounds awesome. Just to be around Jesus. To, to watch what he does and how he does stuff and watch the miracles and how he, how he speaks to people and preaches and ministers. That would be so incredible. And part of me almost wants to say, man, what, what could be better than that, right? Like, what, how could that be any better? But we've kind of already hit on this, but we have something better. Amen, church? We, we actually have something better than that. And it's from the words of Jesus. We already read this in weeks past, but John 16, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. John chapter 16 I'm going to start in verse 7. Jesus says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Your, it's to your benefit. It's for, you, it's for your advantage, Jesus says, that I leave. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. This is a crazy statement, right? We, we kind of mentioned this week one, but that sounds insane. Like, it's, it's better? No, like, maybe the disciples are like, hey, Jesus, I, I'd prefer that you stay. Don't, please don't leave. Like, please stay here. It's to, Jesus says it's better for you that I go away because, he says, if I go away, then I'm gonna send the helper or the spirit of truth. So this is important for us to understand. See, I do believe a lot of Christians minimize the role of the Holy Spirit in their lives because like I, to, according to Jesus, not, not in my opinion, according to Jesus, it's better to have the Holy Spirit in you than to have Jesus next to you. Yeah. So that should t- kind of paint a picture. And this, this is so important. 
we can, we can dream and wish, oh, I wish I could be a disciple and be with Jesus. You have something better. Jesus next to you doesn't even compare to the Holy Spirit inside you. Think about it this way. When Jesus walked this earth, he was limited by his body. He had one body, right? He could be in one location at one time. He couldn't bounce from, he couldn't be in 30 different places at once. He had to be in one place at once. Jesus had to sleep, right? The Holy Spirit, praise God, doesn't have to sleep, right? The Holy Spirit doesn't have to, is not tied to one geographical location. So we need to, to, like I said, just not minimize and underestimate the role of the Holy Spirit in your life. So let's, let's keep reading in John 16. Let's jump down, jump down to verse 13. John 16, 13, it says this. When the, so this is Jesus still talking to his disciples, right? He's telling them, hey, I'm gonna go to the Father, but I'm gonna send you the helper, the Holy Spirit. And then we'll pick it up in 13. It says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. So he's, he's telling us something about this Holy Spirit. He says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will lead you and guide you in all truth. So here's something important for you to understand. That Jesus is doing something here. He's telling his disciples, hey, the, the helper's coming. So I'm gonna send the spirit of truth. He's gonna lead you and guide you in all truth. This is what Jesus is doing. He's giving his disciples a new leader. I don't know if you've thought about it that way before. He's giving his disciples a new leader and a new teacher. So you have to understand that the relationship with Jesus and the disciples was a rabbi discipleship or disciple relationship. So this was not something unique to uh, just Jesus. No, there were many rabbis and many different disciples of those rabbis in that time, okay? And so that relationship was the rabbis were teachers. They, they, they would gather a group of disciples and they would, they would be teachers and leaders to that small group of disciples. So up to this point, the disciples have been following Jesus around. They've been listening to the teaching of Jesus. They've been learning from the wisdom and the, the truth from Jesus. And now, now Jesus is telling them, you're getting a new leader and you're getting a new teacher. He says, I'm, I'm going to be with the Father. You're, you're, I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. And so the, he tells us, what does the Holy Spirit do? He says, he will lead you and guide you in all truth. That's, that's his primary role in your life, to lead you and guide you in all truth. So, so just like Jesus is giving the Holy Spirit to the disciples to be their leader and teacher, that's true for you and I today, that the Holy Spirit is to be our teacher, to be our leader in our lives. So today, like I already mentioned once, but today I wanna to, to speak to you about being led by the Holy Spirit and really, like I said, if you lean into this, if, if you don't just hear, but if you put this into practice and do these things that start to walk this out, I promise you it will change your walk with the Lord. It'll change how you view life. It'll change everything. I can remember when I first was taught this. I can remember when I first started to, to discover, man, I can be led by the Spirit of God. And it, it radically changed my life. It, it quite literally changed the course and the direction of my life when I started to learn. I can, I can be led by God's spirit. I can, I can hear him. He can lead me and guide me in, in my life. So just, just think about that. And maybe if, this, if you haven't heard this before, 
or even if you have, how wonderful would it be to know that the Lord can lead you and guide you in every area of your life? How wonderful was that? How wonderful would it be? Man, every decision, I can have the Holy Spirit speak into it. In every, every area of my life, as I navigate my family, as I navigate my, my career, my marriage, I, I navigate my future, how wonderful would it be to have the Holy Spirit leading you and guiding you and, being, and assisting you through all of that? Doesn't that sound wonderful, church? That's available for you and I, and that's the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives is to lead us and to guide us in all truth. So, Here's the thing that we have to understand, though. Before we get into, we'll get into, um, you know, the, the nitty-gritty, so to speak. We'll get into the details of how does this thing work and how can one actually be led by the Holy Spirit. But before we get into all of that, I want to talk about the, the prerequisite first, okay? Before we get into the nitty-gritties and the details and how it all works, first, let's talk about the prerequisite, the foundation. So, First and foremost, absolutely elementary, you must be born again. Because okay, you, you, right, if you're not born again, the Holy Spirit doesn't dwell inside of you. And that means he can't lead you and guide you. So, so of course, number one, you must be saved. You must be born again. But outside of that, that one's a, an, an absolute necessity. But next to that, the number one prerequisite to being led by the Holy Spirit is a Bible verse, and it's Proverbs 3, 6. Proverbs 3, 6. It says this, In all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will make straight your path. I like the NLT says it like this. It says, acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he will show you which path to take. So, so this, this is an absolute necessity because I believe many Christians, they don't live this way. This is a big statement. In all your ways, right? In all your doings and all your decisions in every area of your life, the Bible says, acknowledge the Lord in all of it. I think a lot of Christians live this way. They'd live this way. They live, uh, acknowledge your, your parents in all your way. Acknowledge your best friend in all your ways. Acknowledge your bank account in all your ways. Acknowledge, uh, you know, your, your, your counselor in all your ways. Acknowledge your small group leader in all your ways. That's how most people live their lives. They don't do this. They don't actually acknowledge the Lord in all their ways. And so this is an absolute necessity in your life. So think about it just in your own mind. Think it through. What's your first response when you have to make a decision, when you need guidance, you need lead? What's your first response? Where do you run? Do you acknowledge the Lord in all your ways? Or do you run to your pastor? Do you run to your counselor? Do you run to your mom or your dad? Do you run to your, one of your best friends? Do you run to a, a book? or a podcast, or none of those things are bad. God's given us those things. Those are wonderful things. However, they, they can't come first in your life when you need, you need guiding, you need direction. We've been given the Holy Spirit to do that. We have the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of us, 
and his role is to lead us and guide us in truth. But most Christians, they acknowledge everything else except the Lord. They acknowledge everyone and everything except for the Lord. And then they're shocked by, man, I feel like the Lord doesn't lead me. I just feel like God doesn't guide me. Yeah, because why, why does he need to? You've made, all your, your, you've made your mind up. You've already decided what you're going to do. You've determined already. So the number one, I'd love that to be a memory verse for, for the next week. Proverbs 3, 6, acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he will make, make straight your path or he will show you which path to take. Memorize, meditate on that scripture. Memorize that for the next week. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will show you which path to take. You know, it's, it's a mistake, like I said, to, to look to man or it's a mistake to run to your family, to run to your friends when you need to make decisions, you need guidance. It's, I believe it grieves the Holy Spirit actually because his role in your life, he's, he's supposed to come lead you and guide you in truth. And when you run everywhere else except for him, I believe it grieves the Holy Spirit. And, it, and it's, it's a dangerous thing to do. Jeremiah 17, five says, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength whose heart turns away from the Lord. So if you make it a habit, man, I'm always just, I, and when I have a decision to make, I'm just gonna run to that guy, that friend of mine, that pastor of mine, uh, my mom or my dad. If you make that a habit, that that's where you run, that's always your source. First of all, it says, cursed is the man who trusts in man. And then secondly, it says, that person's heart turns away from the Lord. It's a dangerous game to, to always look to man as your counselor and not to the Holy Spirit. It, the Bible gives us a warning. This is a warning. You don't want to end up like that where your heart is turned away from God, right? So, so we need to guard ourselves that, man, we turn to the Holy Spirit first and foremost. I heard it once said, a minister said it like this. I liked it. He said, many Christians have an unemployed Holy Spirit. Unemployed Holy Spirit. So they're, they're Christians, they're born again. He's living in their temple, but he's not doing a thing in their lives. The, the, you know, many Christians, they don't, they don't allow him to do anything in their lives. They make, their, they make up their mind. They, they buy what they wanna buy. They run their business how they wanna run their business. They make their decisions. They do what they wanna do. And they have an unemployed Holy Spirit in their temple that they haven't put him to, to, to do anything. He's, he's waiting. He's a, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's not gonna force his way in and just take the reins of your life, no. That's up to us. We, 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 we give him permission to come and, and to move and to, to lead us and to guide us in the all truth. The NIV says it like this in Proverbs 3, 6. The NIV says, in all your ways, submit to him. I like that word. In all your ways, in every decision, in every area of your life, submit to him. So you have to acknowledge the Holy Spirit. You have to submit to the Holy Spirit. So if I was to say to one of you, hey, um, I'd like to lead you upstairs and take you to my office. I said, uh, follow me, come on. And you just stand there. You know, you like don't even make eye contact with me. You're just like looking around. Come, come on, let's, let me take you upstairs. Maybe I come over there and I kind of like tug on your arm or tug on your sleeve. You just, you don't move, you don't budge. Just looking around. I, it's impossible for me to lead you upstairs if you refuse to submit. 
So if a refusal to submit to the Holy Spirit is a refusal to be led by the Holy Spirit. If you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, you have to submit to him in all your ways, in every situation, every decision, not just the big stuff, everything. I think that's another mistake we sometimes make is we say, okay, hey God, I'm trying to decide if I'm gonna move or not. Ooh, Holy Spirit, lead me. And that's about it. Anything else, we don't even acknowledge the Holy Spirit, right? Like huge things in our lives, maybe we'll pray about or, or we'll, we'll bring it to the Lord. But he, he doesn't just lead you and guide you in massive life decisions. He can lead you and guide you every day. Like David Youngie Cho says, he's my senior partner. He, he helps me in every situation, in every, every conversation, every day. Submit everything to him. See, I remember, um, it, was, it was a couple months ago, uh, Victoria Plummy, she, she spoke on a Sunday. One thing that stood out to me, she said, she said, everyone loves the idea of a savior. Not everyone's in love with the idea of a Lord. Everyone's like, oh, I need saved. I, I know I need saved. Oh, come save me, Lord. I'm a sinner. I'm lost. Come save me. But they're not as okay with a Lord because a Lord, he calls all the shots. The, a Lord, everything, every decision is his. He, he controls it all. So submit everything. Lordship. Once again, I think a lot, of, a lot of believers claim he's Lord and Savior, but the evidence of their life, he is not their Lord. They call the shots. They make up their mind. They do their thing, and then they're upset when I, the Lord doesn't speak. He doesn't lead me. Submit to him in all your ways. Acknowledge him in everything, and he will show you which path to take. So this is the prerequisite. I mean, I, and I could keep on this, this area for a while, but we have a lot to cover. So. But the number one thing, if you get this wrong, nothing. the rest I'm going to say doesn't even matter. First and foremost, you must acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, and then he will lead you and show you the path to take. So, so to now talk a little bit more about what it looks like and, and how to be led by the Holy Spirit, turn to Romans chapter eight. Romans eight, we'll pick it up in verse 14. It says this, Romans eight fourteen. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. We'll read more in a moment, but we'll stop there. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. So first and foremost, we can know this, that for sons of God can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. That should be the norm. That's not for certain people that are like, Oh, that person, they're, they're a crazy Christian. They're led by the Spirit. Oh, that person, they're a minister. No, sons of God can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. That, that's the norm for the Christian. And it's, your, your Bible might say, depending on your translation, it might say uh, th those that are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. But really, that's not the best interpretation of the original Greek Oftentimes, Greek and English don't straight up translate very well. But this, the, the, the proper word to use there is probably that word sons because it's speaking to a mature son. 
It's not speaking to a baby or a child. This, this Greek word here is saying, it's speaking about a responsible, grown, mature son. So maybe the best way to read it is, for all who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the mature sons of God. So this is part of your maturity in Christ. Yeah. Being able to be led by the Holy Spirit, that's, that's part of maturity. That's part of growing as a Christian. You can, you can identify a mature Christian, not by how many times they've read the Bible all the way through, not by how many years they've gone to church, you can identify a mature Christian, but they're led by the Spirit of God. They're not led by their emotions. They're not led by you know, their outside uh, things going on in their lives and the circumstances currently at hand. No, they've learned to be led by the Spirit of God. It's a sign of maturity. You see it in the natural. I remember my kids. Remember when we first had Solomon? For the first few months, you know, I could say his name, Solly, Solomon clap my hands, wave in front of him, Solomon. It didn't matter what I did. He wasn't going to look at me. They're just too young, right? If, you know what I'm talking about. Little, little babies, they just, they don't acknowledge you, right? You can, you can scream, you can blow a whistle, you can clap your hands. They aren't looking at you. But there comes a point, there came a point with our, our kids where one day, it's like it happened, right? I said, Solomon, Rosie, right? wave the hands, and it's like they turn and they look at you. If you're a parent, it's such a cool moment, right? It's like a beautiful moment. It really is. It's like the most simple thing. It's like, oh, you're like recording videos. You're crying. They looked at me. But so even in the natural, we see that's, it's a step in development. It's a, it's a step in maturity, being able to respond to your father, being able to respond. So, so that's true as a Christian, that a, a sign of maturity is no. They're led by the Spirit of God. Amen. They can recognize and respond to the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit. So, so in, in our lives, right, that, that's a sign of maturity. It's going on to maturity is learning to be led by the Holy Spirit. So, so maybe you're like, this is awesome. This sounds great. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. I'll, I'll submit all my ways to him. I'll acknowledge him and everything. Okay, I'll go into maturity, but how does this actually work? Okay, so let's, let's, let's talk about two ways the Holy Spirit leads us. Okay, number one, the number one way that the Holy Spirit leads and guides us is what we will call the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. The inner witness of the Holy Spirit. Go back to Romans 8. We'll, we'll pick it up again on 14. It says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Verse 16, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So that I want to, to lean into that one phrase there. It says, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. The Amplified says it like this. It says, the Spirit himself testifies and confirms together with our spirit. So the Holy Spirit confirms, testifies, bears witness with our spirit. This is, this is what we would call the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. So that word testify, it means declare, to make a statement. So 
the Holy Spirit can confirm things with your spirit. The Holy Spirit can, can bear witness, can testify things to your spirit. Now, to, to help you understand this further, we have to lay this foundation. So we, we have three parts. We are three-part beings, okay? We, we are body, we are soul, we are spirit, right? Kenneth Hagin says it this way. He says, we are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body, Okay? So there's, there's, three, there's three aspects to us. So body, we understand, right? We all get that, right? Eye color. She's like, yeah, I, I get it. Eye color. <laughs> no more further. <laughs> right? Your eye color. Just this, this bag of bones you've been given, you know? Six foot two, 142 pounds. Um, <laughs> that, right? We understand the body. <laughs> I'm a little bit heavier than that, okay? <laughs> we get that, right? It's, it's, the, it's the earth suit that God has given us. It's the bag of bones that we have to, to walk around in this world that we're in. So we get, we get our body, okay? Uh, we understand that part. Now, soul, maybe some, some may or may not know, but your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. So your soul is the part of you with intellect. It's the part of you with emotions. So body, soul, and then, but spirit, that's the real you. And that's the real me. That's, that's who we really are. And you can see this if you've ever lost a loved one. This, this stood out to me really, really strongly. I remember when, when my grandfather passed away. I remember going and, you know, doing the viewing, seeing him. And it immediately struck me when I saw him. In that casket, I was like, that's not him. That, that, that was the bag of bones he, he lived in to, to, to walk around in this earth, but that is not him. Because our spirit's the eternal part of us. Yeah. The, real, the real you, the real me, is our spirit, our spirit man that's, for, that's eternal. It's not our body. Our body's not the real us. The second you die, it disintegrates into the earth. But our spirit is, is eternal, right? So why am I saying this? I'm saying this because it matters. We need to know where the Holy Spirit leads us. The Holy Spirit, it's the inner witness. He, he leads, not our body, not our soul. He leads our spirit man. The, in, the inside, our, our, our inner spirit man. And so as you're learning to be led by the Holy Spirit, this is very important because I think if we don't understand this, we'll, we'll get off, off course and we'll start to look at, yeah, our circumstances or how we're feeling a certain morning, our emotions. And then we'll get off. We'll, well, I guess the Lord's leading me to do this. Wait a minute. He leads your spirit. Not, not just like this, the events happening in your current life. I was, trying, I was thinking of a story that would illustrate this in the Bible. And I thought about the, the time where King Saul is trying to kill David. He's been chasing David down. It's in 1 Samuel 24. And so David's already been anointed to be king. And Saul is very uh, afraid of David. He's intimidated. He's threatened by David. So uh, maybe you know the story. Saul is trying to kill David, right? He's like throwing spears at him. He's doing all kinds of things to, to kill David. He's actually tracking him down. The Bible says there's 3,000 of his men seeking to kill David. And this goes on for a while. This goes on for years, 
that's, that King Saul and his men are chasing and hunting David. And there's this one part in, in 1 Samuel 24. So you know, David and his men, are, they're in this cave. And King Saul, out of nowhere, just walks into this cave. And he, he goes to relieve himself, the Bible says. Take a dump, okay? He's going into the cave to poop. The Bible's PG. <laughs> so, so King David, you know, David and his men, even the Bible says his men say this. The Bible says that David's men are like, David, look. The, they even, I think they even say, you know, the Lord has given you Saul into your hands. So his men are like, David, this is your chance. Like, come on. Like, if you ever needed a sign, this is the sign. I'm sure even David's, David's emotions, his soul is, he's been tracking me down for years. I'm tired of hiding. I'm tired of running. I'm tired of just trying to not get killed by this crazy old, this man. So he's, I'm sure that every, everything in his life, the circumstances, his, his current emotions, his current feelings, everything was screaming, green light, green light, green light. Kill, kill Saul. But the Bible says that David's conscience struck him. Kind of sounds like an inner witness of the Holy Spirit, doesn't it? And he knew that, no, I, I cannot kill Saul. He didn't do it. And I'm sure his men thought he was crazy. I'm sure everyone else in his life thought that he was insane. He had the chance. It looked perfect. What are the odds? King Saul walks into the cave that we're hiding in. What are the odds? So the reason I'm sharing this is we need to know how the Holy Spirit leads us. He leads our inner spirit man. He doesn't lead your circumstances. He's not leading uh, how your emotions are feeling a certain morning. If so, then, then David would have missed it. David would, would, you know, he would have killed Saul right there, right? So David understood, man, I'm not going to be led by my certain circumstances this morning. I'm not going to be led by, you know, what side of the bed I rolled out of today. I'm going to be led by the spirit of God. You make a mistake when you just go with what's easiest in your life. Because that was easy, right? Saul walked in our cave. I have a knife. He doesn't even see me. That was easy. That would have been very easy. It was not the will of God for his life. Yeah. That was not the leading of the Holy Spirit. So you make a mistake when you say, man, it's just, it's so easy. Okay, yeah, there's times where the Lord brings peace into a situation, a peace that surpasses understanding. Yeah. Yeah. There's times where that takes place. And yeah, that can be that, that inner confirmation. But just because something is right in front of you and it's easy and it looks very blatantly obvious, that doesn't mean it's God's will for your life. Yeah. In the past, Pastor Luke has used the example of, you know, if you're, you're looking for a job, right? And uh, maybe you're in a, uh, whatever field, you're an accountant, right? Uh, but you're looking for a job and you drive by, you know, Kroger on the way home and in the window of the Kroger store, it says, uh, help wanted in the deli. So now if, right, if we're just led by signs and we're led by our, our circumstances, like, whoa, it's a sign, Literally, it's a sign that says, help wanted in the deli. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I know my new career field. I'm going to be a deli worker at Kroger. That, that sounds silly, but I think that's how so many Christians live. Uh, 
There's a sign. I don't know. It looks like I'm supposed to do that, I guess. All right, I'll do that. No, he leads your spirit, your inner spirit, man. He confirms things in your spirit. He bears witness on the inside of you. So we see this in the book of Acts, this inner witness of the Holy Spirit. We see it all through the book of Acts. Acts 15, verse 28, the, uh, the leaders of the church, they're trying to decide what to do with the Gentile believers that have just been converted and they're trying to decide what, uh, what regulations they should put on the Gentiles or not. And it says this in 1528, for it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no further burden on you than these. I'll say that again. They said it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and it seemed good to us. Kind of sounds like that inner witness of the Holy Spirit, doesn't it? And it feels right to the Holy Spirit. And there's a confirmation in my spirit that this is the way to go. This is the thing we should do. They had a, that inner prompting. Have you heard someone talk about that? That inner prompting, that, that inner knowing. They had that. Seemed good to the Holy Spirit and it seemed good to us. Then in, in chapter 16 in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit kept Paul and his companions from preaching. And then it says that the Holy Spirit prohibited them from entering a certain region. So we're talking, that's that inner witness. It doesn't tell us that, you know, a, a flood came and so they are prohibited from going to that region. Uh, it doesn't say that, um, you know, well, the, the weather was really bad today, so we took that as a sign to not go to this region. That's not what it says. No, there was this, it seemed good to us. We, we were prohibited from going in this area. And we even see that in the life of Paul, right? There's a time where Paul, he, he's gonna go to Jerusalem and someone says, no, they prophesy. You're gonna get arrested. If you go there, it's a big mistake, right? So when it comes to signs, that's a sign to, right? You probably shouldn't go. You're gonna get arrested. But Paul understood, no, I'm not led by my circumstances, the Holy Spirit's leading is not if I do or don't get in trouble in this area. No, he did it anyway, because he was led by his spirit. Even we see in the life of Jesus, the Bible tells us that Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness after he's baptized. Right? I mean, it doesn't tell us a whole lot more than that, but we can assume it doesn't mean that he was like, the Holy Spirit like took over his body as a robot and he's just like marching towards the wilderness. No, we, we can kind of assume oh, the Holy Spirit led him. It's this inner confirmation, this inner witness of the Holy Spirit leading and guiding in that situation. So how do we walk this out? How do we live this? What does this look like for you and I? Because I do want to demystify this stuff. I don't want it to, to be like, man, being led by the Holy Spirit, it sounds so, so big and so intimidating. No, let's, let's talk about it. What does it look like? Let's demystify it. Because like I said, the Holy Spirit is doesn't just lead you when you have like massive life decisions to make. He can lead you day in and day out. Bible tells us to walk by the Spirit. So just to walk hand in hand with the Holy Spirit. So it, it can look like this. Uh, a few weeks ago, just an example of my own life. A few weeks ago, I was here at church. Talked to someone in the lobby. Just shook their hand, didn't know who they were. And I just felt like I should go talk to them. So I, I didn't hear a voice. I didn't have an audible voice say, Go talk to him. I just, I shook the person's hand and something just struck me on the inside. I need to, I need to talk to him after church, okay? Not a huge deal. All right, so church is over. I'll go. Go talk to that person. 
And I didn't know this, but the Holy Spirit was working on that person about something. And me just obeying, coming up to them, just talking to them and just had a conversation. Me obeying that, it helped confirm something in him that he was, he was wrestling with. He was, he was feeling the Holy Spirit was leading him in a direction. And then me just coming up and, and doing my part kind of sealed the deal on what was going on in his life. So that's, that can be true for you. That's just as your daily life, as you're coming to church, as you're going to your, to your office tomorrow, when you go to the gym the next time, if you do that or whatever you do for fun, right? You go places. I don't know. Um, you go to the grocery store, you go to a, a restaurant. No, just be sensitive to your spirit. You're not just like gauging your surroundings and am I happy today or am I sad today? No, be led by your spirit as you go to work. Man, you know what? I just feel prompted to ask that coworker about blank. I just feel prompted, you know what, that family member, I just randomly, I need to call them. And it, you know what's amazing is how, it's just cool how God works stuff out. As you're obedient in those things, it is, it's just such a fun journey to go on with God to just obey those promptings. And it's just amazing some of the things that God will do as you just say yes to a prompting, you say yes to, I, I feel like I should call that person. I feel like I should you know, reach out to them. I should invite them to church. I should, I should uh, say this word. Maybe there's a, uh, there's, a, I don't know, there's a Bible verse. There've been times in my life where people have done that. Hey, I don't know, here's a Bible verse. And it was like the right word at the right time for me. So you, 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 can, you can like really, really be a, a vessel of the Holy Spirit and be used by God in this way. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Be aware of your, your inner spirit, man. So the number one way the Holy Spirit leads us, it's the inner witness, the inner prompting, the inner confirmation of the Holy Spirit. The second most common way, we'll just talk about these two. So one and two, the, the, the next way the Holy Spirit will lead you is the, the voice of the Holy Spirit. And this can look different ways. Sometimes it might be this a still small voice. Sometimes it may be a more authoritative, what almost seems audible voice, but it's the voice of the Holy Spirit. And once again, we, we see this through the book of Acts. This is a, a common thing. We see it in Acts chapter 10. Peter has a vision, and in the vision, the, the, the Holy Spirit speaks to him. In Acts chapter 13, uh, Paul, Barnabas, and, and other church leaders, they're gathered together for a prayer meeting, and it says this. It says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. So we see this all through the book of Acts. The Holy Spirit is speaking things. He's saying things. And we don't totally know what it looks like. We don't get a ton of detail from the Bible. But here's what we do know. The Holy Spirit says stuff. He speaks things. We don't know if it's a, maybe a, a still, small voice. We don't know if it's more of a, a more authoritative, maybe almost seemingly audible voice. We don't always know in every situation in the book of Acts. But what we do know is the Holy Spirit speaks. He speaks to us. I mentioned, uh, you know, David, King David earlier. David says in Psalm 27, 8, he says, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. My heart responds, I am coming, Lord. My heart has heard you say. It even sounds like that 
that, that voice, that still small voice, my, my heart has heard. You're not talking about his ears. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And I respond. I respond and say, I am coming. Lord, so I want to just tackle really quickly as we're closing here. Just what's a cla- uh, one of the classic questions when it comes to being led by the spirit of God that you, maybe you've asked, I've asked, we've all asked it is, and, okay, so I feel this, I feel like I'm, the Lord's speaking to me this thing, or I feel like I'm, I'm prompted to do this thing, but how do I know if it's me or if it's the Holy Spirit, right? This is like the classic question everyone asks. I've asked it, we've all, right? we've all been there. Um, <clears throat> but so how do, we, <clears throat> how do we differentiate? How do we know if it's, it's just me or, or if it's the Holy Spirit? So first and foremost, we, we have to understand that the Holy Spirit will never contradict his word. He will never say something contrary to what's in his written word. Never. So right off the bat, you, know, you can understand. Okay, well, if it's uh, out, of, out of line with the word of God, eh, that's not the leading of the Holy Spirit. Well, that's me. <laughs> okay, so that's the easy one. You can differentiate there. But then let's read from Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. is a, a well-known passage. Hebrews 4.12 tells us, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing soul and spirit. The, the word of God, the Bible tells us, the word of God has the ability to divide soul and spirit. So we just talked about that, right? We just kind of defined what soul was, what spirit was, so if you're in a situation and you're like, I, I feel this thing, I heard this thing, I don't know if it's me or if it's the Holy Spirit, the Word of God will help you with that. The Word of God can help you distinguish soul. What's soul? We talked about this. It's our, our, our mind, will, and emotions. And what's spirit? Spirit is the real us. That, that's our spirit, man. So the Word of God has the ability to help you distinguish and differentiate my soul, my mind, and my spirit. So if you're wondering, man, is this thing, is this just my mind coming up with this idea? Or is this really the Lord? Look to the word of God. Get in God's word. Know what the word of God says about that. And, and it'll help you distinguish and, and differentiate from your mind versus the spirit of God speaking to you. So, the prerequisite, being led by the Holy Spirit, acknowledge him in all your ways, submit to him in every single part of your life. The two main ways he leads us, the inner witness of the Holy Spirit and the voice of the Holy Spirit. But really, here, here's, here's what matters the most, is that we respond to the leading of the Holy Spirit. We can keep studying this for the next seven weeks. We can do, you know, we can do a whole year of studying being led by the Holy Spirit, but really, if you don't respond, none of this matters. We need to respond to the leading of the Holy Spirit because here's what I found to be true in my life and when I watch other people's lives, here's what I found to be true. What you do with the voice of the Holy Spirit determines what your life looks like. What you do with that leading, that, that, that guidance, that voice of the Holy Spirit, how you handle the voice of the Holy Spirit determines what your life looks like. Yeah. Do you respond? Do you say yes? 
Do you kind of push it away? Do, do, you, do, do you delay? Do you, are you slow in your response? How you respond is everything. Hebrews 3, 7 and 8 says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. When you reject the leading of the Holy Spirit, do you know what it does? It hardens your heart. When you feel that prompting, you feel that inner, that inner witness, that draw, that inner knowing, maybe that voice, you feel that and you don't do anything about it, be careful, you're hardening your heart to the, the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's biblical. Your, your heart is, can grow hard. But that's not gonna be you and me, right, church? No, we respond to the, the Holy Spirit. We, we respond to his leading, to his guidance. Because if, if rejecting it makes your heart hard, the opposite must be true, right? When you, when you respond to the Holy Spirit, your heart gets softer and softer to the leading of the Holy Spirit. That, that maybe you are used to him only leading you certain times. The more you say yes, though, you'll, you'll notice he'll start to lead you more. He'll, he'll start to speak to you more often and, and, and it'll be a blessing in your life. So respond. Don't reject the Holy Spirit in your life. Well, that's this week's message. Thanks for joining us. To stay connected with us throughout the week, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You can also watch previous week's services on our YouTube page.